Welcome back to the War Chant Kingdom. Another week in the books. And the Chiefs with a victory over the Broncos. Not a big surprise as the Broncos aren't very good. We kind of thought that that was going to be the case at the beginning of this year. And on the line, I got with me again this week, 22 plus 2 new choice. Tailgate crew, how's it going, fellas? Great. Um, we got Ronnie, Lindley, Paul, and Randy. Ronnie, Lindley, Paul, and Randy. So, guys, uh, the game went pretty good for us for the most part. I mean, we had some deficiencies there. We'll probably get into that a little bit later. But so let's let's get into some good stuff right away. This last Sunday, Travis Kelsey became the fifth tight end in the league to reach 10,000 receiving yards. He, The only other four that have done that is Tony Gonzalez, Shannon Sharp, Antonio Gates, and Jason Witten. Now, here's one thing as a Chiefs fan that we really have to look at and we really have to understand just how special it is to be a Chiefs fan. Kelsey reached that this Sunday in his 140th game, and that was the fastest record to get to 10,000 yards by a tight end. He actually took that from Tony Gonzalez, who didn't reach it till his 177th game. So, guys, how do you feel about the top two fastest players at tight end to reach the 10,000 level being Chiefs? That's amazing. Probably. Well, and right now he is number one in the fastest to 10,000 yards. Yeah. The, the fact that uh, Tony Gonzalez has 15,070 is, is crazy. Now, Kelsey wants to beat that. It, it was the most amazing stat it took Shannon Sharp. 240 games to get to that mark. That's crazy. That's 100 games less than Travis Kelsey. With John Elway. Yeah, with a That's quarterback that threw the ball a lot and actually relied on him quite a bit. So that is kind of surprising. Yeah, that, that was the most surprising stat. And it was surprising that Antonio Gates was in that list. Jason Witten, not really. You know, he, he was never considered in the big three with Troy. Emmett and uh, Irving. So, you know, that doesn't surprise me at all. But, yeah, kudos to Kelsey. So, good job by Kelsey. Let's talk a little bit about Patrick Mahomes. Now, a lot of people were jumping up and down because he threw three interceptions. And and to be honest with you, really thought he forced a couple balls in there. He explained out that one of those balls he was just trying to hit the ground and the guy made a good play. I mean, he's a good cornerback. He made a good play. But, but here's the funny thing for me is as you listen to the national media, they sit there and they talk about how terrible of a game that Patrick Mahomes played. Now, I would love to have this type of stat line and been called terrible. 28 of 42 with three touchdowns, three picks, 352 yards against the teams and against the NFL's third ranked defense in all of the NFL. And at one point, actually had a 27 to nothing lead. And that's a bad game, according to the national media. Right. So, you know, this is where I, I kind of get a little bit upset. And I guess it's kind of, I guess I could be considered a Chiefs homer because of this. But how could Patrick Mahomes not be the front runner for the MVP, even over Jalen Hurts, even over, you know, 
the other guys that are out there because he is on pace to eclipse a bunch of season records, which he almost eclipsed a bunch of these same records in year one when he came out and had the the touchdown record when he got the touchdown record. How do you guys feel about the national media talking up Jalen Hurts, which again, I, I want to say Jalen Hurts is not a bad quarterback. I do not, I do not want to make that, you know, the, the point of this, but how do you feel about, him having that bad of a game with those type of stats and then being considered, well, he might've just lost the MVP because he threw three interceptions in a game. Well, I'm looking at the passing yards for the season right now. Patrick Mahomes stands at 4,160 and there's five, six, seven, eight, nine players between Patrick Mahomes and Jalen hurts on yards. The next in line is Justin Herbert, then Joe Burrow, then Tom Brady, then Josh Allen. He's got 4,160 yards. He's going to pass over. Yeah, he's got four games left. Yeah, only got, what, 19 or somewhere in there? 20. Well, I haven't watched the media today for this week. Got that back. Because I know Randy had a little different man in there tonight, extra on your TV. I don't know why. I don't care what they say, really. Well, uh, that's probably more off the pulse of the fans. Now they, the fans thought that uh, the Chiefs fell on the face, but that's not how it was. But that's probably what they're going on. But personally, I, I believe that once the Chiefs got up 47 to nothing, they, they just look at them on the sidelines. They just completely relaxed. They knew the game was in the bag. So, although it was a one-score touch game, everybody knows that you know the Chiefs have won 10 games in a row at Denver, or beat Denver 10 in a row with whatever it is, 13, that, that uh, they always play as close. Third-rate defense, nothing to complain about. So, the interceptions, although it don't look good on the national media, the, the safety make two really good plays, and so does Dan on taking the one out of the dirt. So, interception, interception didn't cost the game, so it's time to move on. Exactly, and I'll be honest with you, uh, to, to to really look at this from you know just a general perspective, and not necessarily as a Chiefs fan, they had the game well in hand at twenty-seven to nothing. Everybody knew it was in hand. Now, here's the problem that I have with our history is. We do this when we build leads. We did it twice last year against the Bengals. We had a big lead, and we turn around, and I think we got to goofing around on the sidelines, thought the game was over. Next thing you know, you get you know them, and, and they come back. Now, I didn't see that happening with the Broncos, and, and it's funny because the national media is, well, you know, if Russell Wilson doesn't get hurt, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of ifs in there. There's a lot of ifs. Uh, so, for me, wasn't that big a deal. Yes, we didn't play our best, but that just goes to show you how good this team really is. You can have three turnovers, three bad turnovers and still win a game. And <laughs> to be honest with you, we were pretty much going away when the first turnover happened. I mean, it was 27 to nothing. Patrick Holmes is also leading the league in passing touchdowns. 33. Jalen Hurts only has 22. 10 rushing. Yeah, yeah, 10 rushing. We got 11 rushing. Oh, no, we got 11 interceptions. He's got 10 interceptions. Three. 
Jalen Hurts has three. No, no, three. I was looking at Derek Carr. <laughs> I was going to say Derek Carr. Yeah, that for sure. <laughs> well, if Johnson would buy his Microsoft Circus, we could be like those guys on TV. Josh <laughs> Allen got 11 interceptions also. You know, and, and there's the funny thing, too, is Josh Allen talk has really slowed down quite a bit because of the last couple of games that the Bills had. Even though they've they've won, they have not looked good at all. Actually haven't looked good or, or really even put out very good numbers since they beat the Chiefs. So, so I'm eager to see what happens if, let's say, the Dolphins go out Saturday and beat them, or if a couple of weeks from now the Bengals beat them. I mean, what's the talk about the Bills then at that point? Uh, because they were the darling, they were the favorite. They were everybody was sure they were going to be the AFC champion and, and heading to the Super Bowl. And now it's gotten real quiet, and I think people are just waiting for something to happen. And they want us to forget that during these weeks, where they're not looking very good, they're not talking about them like they used to. Hey, hey, it's still the number one seed. They are still the number one seed currently. And that's the other funny thing is, is, you know, here Josh Allen ends up as that darling favorite by losing to Patrick Mahomes last year with 13 seconds left. Right. You know, so I guess maybe that's going to be Russell Wilson. Maybe he's the next coming because he's lost to Patrick Mahomes now. You know, maybe that's what what's going to be next. But anyways, uh, off of that topic and on to where we were last week. So the, the, Final score was 34 to 28. Paul was the closest at 34 to 14. So Paul gets a win this week. Paul's on the board. That evidently lit a fire under Kevin because this week Kevin has already sent in his prediction, even though he can't be here. So we're going to see what happens. Kevin is going ahead and predicting at 38 17. We'll go back over that when we get to the prediction time. But let's talk a little bit about kind of the elephant in the room and what some people are still saying. And that is about our defense. Uh, people are complaining that our defense, you know, was, was shown out and they have not played well and blah, blah, blah. And my opinion is fellas, as much as I love Patrick Mahomes, he put the defense in, in some bad spots at, at minimum two times. Cause they were pretty much at midfield to both, both of two of the three interceptions that he threw. And so it's kind of hard for me when they were holding them. It was 27 to nothing before that to go and, and blame the defense. When the defense started going out, all of a sudden we were getting three and outs. We weren't moving the ball like we had before. I mean, 27, you end up with 34. So that means the remainder of the game, you only scored seven, you know, seven points. How do you guys feel about our defense? Are you still confident in them? Do you see some issues? Are you worried about it? Uh, take one of those and go with it. Oh, it's our second year. He's young. We have to back. Jim Pressure. Yeah. It's Paul. I think we're good. I think we're fine. Really? I feel like um, we're doing pretty decent, considering, like he said, young young players, young secondary. Um, young linebackers. Young linebackers. Uh, we do need to step the game up a little bit. Uh, there was some rookie mistakes um like the picking up the wrong person you know there there's a few things like that that cost us some yardage but overall i think we got a decent defense and i only think we're going to get better 
You know, Jonathan Reed in the last three games targeted Toby three times, and he did not allow one reception. I don't know if you know that stat, no. So basically, the Kansas City Chiefs gave up 28 touchdown passes. Um, I go back to my statement before the Chiefs let up. You could see it in Travis Kelsey. You could see it in Patrick Mahomes. You could see it in the defense. If you watch when their running back had that run, run for a touchdown, Bolton fell down, Oregon fell down. They all fell down. Nobody touched the running back. That don't happen. The Chiefs let up, plain and simple. We've seen the Chiefs step up in the defense. Sure, we have some young players. Uh, you know, we blitz a lot. So, uh, you know, and then Russell Wilson, how many times did he run up the middle? He hasn't done that all year. So I think the, the, the whole thing with the defense and that one game is the Chiefs get to put off the gas especially with the short field, and that was it. And I totally agree with you. As a matter of fact, Randy, that's probably where I was going to head with this. Uh, the the big thing to me is the secondary being young feeds off of emotion. And when people start to relax, I think they naturally will relax. And, you know, when some of these guys like a Travis Kelsey or a Patrick Mahomes or, you know, a, a Carlos Dunlap, some guys like that who can just turn it on, these guys have to learn that because they're so used to emotion. And if the emotion is down because everything's going fine, then those type of mistakes happen. You're not as focused as you were. You think, oh, this game's in hand. And then you find yourself all of a sudden, it's like, oh, man, you know, now it's 34 to 28. And here they are driving with the ball. Um, but I'm not really worried about them. I think that they may have tried some things and exposed their young secondary to some stuff that they felt like they were going to end up doing. We're more of a man, man team than we necessarily are a zone. And it looked to me like we were doing some zones and some switch offs that they weren't familiar with. Perfect time to do it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, things kind of started spiraling pretty quickly and I'm starting to think, Hey, what the heck is going on here? You know, we were up 27, nothing. Now they're right back in the ball game, but needn't be. I'll tell you what it is. We have a second-year linebacker who owns the formation, right? Mm -hmm. He's a leader. The leader in the secondary is Justin Reed, who gets showed up this year. There's only missing a tire on Matthew back there as far as leadership. Ooh. Leadership. We have jersey with his name on it. No, we're talking hell. We're talking we need a leader back there. Somebody's getting fired up and nobody... What about Sneed? What about Thornhill? Second year player. Reed. Reed and Thornhill's not. He's a fourth year player. Hey, fourth year. Sneed's a third year. Yeah. Reed's new. So, I mean, to me, they've got people who can be that. They, you just have to. Uh, you have to have the ability to lead. I don't. People aren't just going to follow you. Take for example. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he comes in and he's not really the rah-rah leader that I would say that Travis Kelsey well, that's is. That's not true, Chauncey. If people are lost, I will get them there so they will follow me. <laughs> but then you would be a leader. <laughs> I know. They, our people will follow me because they're lost. 
So, I mean, you know, I guess the the summary of what we were talking about is I don't think any of us are really concerned about the defense. I think we're fine with it. The offense is looking fine as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the interceptions, you know, it's one game. I'm not worried about it. If Patrick Mahomes shows throws three interceptions the next two or three games, I might get a little bit concerned. But at this point, don't really care. It's not that big a deal. It was the Broncos. We got Houston coming up this week. The Texans actually played Dallas pretty doggone close. Should have actually won that game as far as I'm concerned. And I think that kick in the teeth might be enough for the Chiefs to uh, go in and, and put something on them. I think they they probably will let down. And even if the Chiefs are joking around and goofing off on the sidelines, I'm not sure that, that Houston comes back if they get down. What do you get this stat real quick, Chauncey? Okay, hit me with it. After Patrick Mahomes throws three interceptions in a game, he's done that twice. The game after that, over those two two games, he's thrown for eight touchdowns, no interceptions, and seven hundred and fifty nine yards. And they're in a dome. Yeah, so that's a, it's liable to get really, really good for the Chiefs. The other announcement, at least today, is that McCole Hartman had returned back to practice. Now, that doesn't mean he'll play this week coming up, but he's returned back to practice. What do you guys think about his return and this game coming up against Houston? What potential issues do you see? Uh, no. Because if they, they win this week during the playoffs, no matter what, I think that's enough motivation for them. Paul? I think probably the motivation uh, for Sunday. Sunday again is uh, learning from last week uh, not to lay down and think that you got the game in the bag. Oh, if, if the Miami beats Bills, Chiefs are letting are letting down. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what happens with that Miami Bills game for sure. Um, we we would have clinched a playoff berth if uh, the Chargers would have lost. So I think we're in, definitely. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a study guy. When he makes mistakes one week, he doesn't make them the next week. So I don't, I don't see interceptions being an issue going forward. Uh, and I, and I think we're going to open up the field a lot if Tony comes back and McCall Harmon comes back. The only issue with McCall right now is he dropped too much weight when he's on injury reserve. He. he they say he dropped like 15 pounds of muscle. So he may be held out enough, but he's just trying to get, get his mass back up. So we'll we'll see what happens with him. I hope Tony plays. I'd like to see Tony play. So, you know, it's weird that this week we're not talking about red zone offense or special teams. That's true. That's true. And we have talked about that the last few weeks about our concerns on it. It seemed like they uh, kind of had that taken care of. I hope McColl doesn't play, to be honest with you. I'd rather see him get 100% healthy uh, than to actually come out there and take a chance, especially, like you said, you drop 15 pounds of muscle and you get hit. Now, all of a sudden, you know, it's a whole different, you know, collision than what it would have been had you gotten your weight back up. So it sounded to me like, although he was at practice, I was getting the feel that Andy was kind of saying, you know, he, it's a game time decision, but I don't think he's going to play. I mean, why would you put That's him out there? Hey, Chauncey. Yeah. We would have touched the AFC West if it wasn't for that fake roughing the passer penalty on the Chargers game that didn't exist. 
Yeah, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think the NFL likes this. They like to make sure that it, it's getting close and more fan bases are involved and people are excited because it keeps them in tune. You know, if if the Chiefs clinch it, you know, that early, then, you know, they... You they, know what we're talking about, right? Yeah, I, I yes, I do. That was rough, rough in the past. I think, I think we should petition the NFL about the New York look over, you know, looking over at all the rough in the passer calls because that that has been ridiculous this whole season with all teams and those not those, just ours. Those plays come in. Look at a couple of the flags in the Chiefs game. Look how late that flag flag come in on that rough in the passer. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was that ridiculous. Play was dead for thirty seconds to a minute. And all of a sudden, here comes a flag roughing the pass. Really? That changed the game right there and negated a darn interception. So I felt like what they did was they glanced up at the at the uh, Jumbotron and, and said, you know what, we probably need to call this and threw it. Right, but should, should they have that option? No, they shouldn't. And, de- and typically they don't. But, you know, when they huddle up, I think a lot of times somebody's looking up at the screen. I don't think that they just huddle up to talk and just all of a sudden come up with that conclusion. Well, they all have an earpiece in the air from New York. Well, and that could be the possibility too. And to be honest with you, the one you were talking about is not a whole lot different than the Chris Jones one they called earlier in the year. The only difference was is Chris already had the ball in his hand. Yeah, right. You know, so to me, I don't know how a defender is supposed to play in the NFL. Because you're asking these guys who are going 100 miles an hour, coming around the edge, trying to make a play, and it's a bang-bang play. You can't hit them low. You can't hit them high. You can't grab them a certain way. You can't spin them down. You can't throw them down. You can't land on them. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Give the quarterback's flags. You know, so to me, what they should do, if if this is what they're going to institute, they should put a certain color on, on the quarterbacks and say the quarterbacks cannot run, the quarterbacks can't do this, and if you touch them, they're down. You know. Yeah, you know. I mean, that would take Josh Allen to and you know uh, Lamar Jackson. And I'm not, I'm not advocating for that. I just want you to understand that. But it, it, that's the way it feels to me. Is if you're going to go to that level, because let's take Patrick Mahomes' run a couple years ago when we were playing against the the Tennessee Titans, and it looked like he was going out of bounds, and then he scurries up the sideline and cuts back in and scores a touchdown. So the guy coming at him, if you go back and watch that, he kind of starts to let up because he knows if I touch him, that's a penalty. And now Patrick says, oh, look, I got you know free reign here. So he takes off, and now the guy's kind of like, well, crud, I mean, I slowed down because I didn't want to hit him. And and we're starting to see that more. And my question as, as a coach would be, what happens if my defensive guy gets hurt trying to keep from hurting the quarterback? How fair is that for me? Hey, Chauncey, here's what I feel. Once that quarterback becomes a runner and crosses the line of scrimmage, he's a runner. Take him any way he wants. He's a runner now. He's not a quarterback. He's a runner. And a horn. Without targeting. You know. Without targeting, yeah. But. Well, and, and, they, and they instituted the rule. If they start to slide, you got to hold up on them. So, I mean, we know that rule. Everybody's familiar with it. It's pretty obvious. And I think they've even let some people get away with some of those this year. How often does Josh Allen slide? Never. Never. I'm telling you what, I would unload. I wouldn't give a crap about the 15-yard penalty. I would unload on Josh Allen every time he ran. Somebody is. Maybe Saturday night. You know, so we'll see what happens. 
Okay, guys, we are on to our prediction time. We we know that Kevin was pretty excited. He sent a message up since he wasn't here. He has predicted a 38-17 score. Uh, Paul, you won last week. You get the first option to give us the score for this week. Who's in the lead? Uh, it's the same as it was last week. So it's Ronnie, Randy tied at four. I have three. Lindley has one. Kevin's at zero. Paul has one now. Jesus Christ. Kevin sucks. <laughs> so, oh, he needs to level up, that Mario dude. The ball's going for 35-17, Chiefs. It's pretty close to Kevin's. Really? I'm going to go 31-21. Okay. Wrong. 30-17. Okay. Man, I don't want to give them that many points. But you, you never know what the Chiefs are going to play. So I'm going to go 45 to 10. Okay, and I am going to just assume that we're thinking that this thing's going to be a blowout and it doesn't end up one. And I'm going to go with a 27 to 14 score. Is there, is there a chance of Chad Haney? I hope so. Well, what's as bad for Patrick? He needs to throw for 500 yards. Let's put the end of this MVP debate. Yes. With no interceptions. Yep, no interceptions. Eight touchdowns, 800 yards. Hey, you know you know what happened the last time we played in Texas? What happened? The Oklahoma game. We threw for 545 yards, seven touchdowns, and lost the game. To it, was it, was it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Or 71 or something like that. He has not played Texas uh, in Texas because the first year he's a rookie. Alex Smith was a quarterback. That's this is the first time we've been in Texas. Boy, what I mean, she's fans would be better. Well, so. well, and that should in itself because I'm sure he'll have some extended family there and some other stuff that that in itself with his We're friends and stuff. Extended family. We're the Mahomes. We started that, didn't we, Linda? Yeah. We started the Mahomes. Been in the Mahomes. That's awesome. So, but now everybody else takes credit for it, so it don't matter. Okay, guys. So we discussed before the before we come on to the podcast. We discussed the possibility of something. Are are you guys wanting to bring that out now, or you want to wait until later on? Yeah, we come out closet. Okay. <laughs> Randy, tell tell the listeners what we're considering doing at this point. We're going to record a Christmas album, and we're going to get it on iTunes, and we're going to, because uh, I recently wrote a letter to ASCAP and BMI, and we're allowed to record some Christmas music and not get in trouble. So as soon as everybody gets me their songs, then we're going to record a Christmas album and try and get some proceeds and do with what we told us. Which is a, a really neat thing, and for those of you, if you see my name by one of them, probably maybe not want to listen to that song. It probably won't be too good. Have you heard Eric Cantrell's on the last album? No. <laughs> he was awesome doing Take Me Home, Patch My Home. You'll be fine. Have you heard Paul on the last one? So did you want Randy? Did you guys want to discuss the the other thing we that we mentioned beforehand, or do you want to wait on it? Which one? The salute to service? No, what we were talking about before the podcast started. About the TV stuff. Yes. We can wait on that. I've already got the camera and the 
I registered a couple domains the other day. Uh, I know that um, Carol Chris has reached out to us to help donate for a family. I'm going to do donate some cheap stuff to the 10 year olds Christmas. And I guess uh, Friday we're donating food to an employee that works at Westlake that her husband died. That's what's going on right now. Okay. So if somebody wants to help donate or whatever, how do they get involved with that? Just call Lindley Byers or me or Ronnie or Paul. They know how to reach out. So reach out on the 22 plus two review page on Facebook. Okay. So if you want to help out with any of those things, you want to chip in and, and, you know, kind of give somebody a hand up, help the kids out, whatever else you can get a, a hold of them guys through the 22 plus two page on Facebook. Uh, you can send something to the war chant kingdom if you want and, and let me know and I can get you in touch with these fellows so that we can get something done for people who are struggling during this time of year. Guys, thanks again uh, for coming on like you do each and every week. I appreciate the the time that you carve out for this uh, podcast. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and I look forward to uh, listening to you guys' versions of your songs on the Christmas album. <laughs> we look forward to hearing yours. And yours. <laughs> All right, guys, so one more time. Go Chief! <laughs> Thank you for listening to the War Chant Kingdom. Each and every week during this season, we try to talk about the games that have just passed and the upcoming games. We try to talk about things that could have happened or should have happened or things that we expect to happen in the upcoming games. But did you know that the War Chant Kingdom is not just a podcast? That's right. You can find us on Facebook groups under War Chant Kingdom. In that Facebook group, you will see several postings from the War Chant Kingdom podcast, but you'll also find several goodies there for you to purchase. That's right. The War Chant Kingdom also has items available for purchase. Everything from shirts to jerseys, shoes to hats. The War Chant Kingdom's providing it for you. Go to your next Chiefs game in style and find that one-of-a-kind hat, jersey, shoes, coats, whatever it is you're looking for. The War Chant Kingdom. Find us on Facebook under the Facebook group section at War Chant Kingdom.